Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Second hour of Oilers Now, presented by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer, the ideal place to start your daily vacation. Just had Frank Saravalli on, daily face-off of the horses and horse racing in Alberta. We're going to go off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. The River Cree Resort and Casino Excitement. Bet on it. And we are joined by our Oilers Now headliner today for Will Hawk Beef Jerky. It's uh, the best you've ever tasted. Will Hawk. Search for Will Hawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. And we uh, welcome back to the show. He's just signed a two-year contract extension from the Oilers organization, Phil Kemp. Hi, Phil. It's Bob. How are you doing? Hey, Bob. How's it going? Great to be here. Yeah, good. Thanks for taking time. Uh, first of all, uh, just a, a thought on staying in the organization. You're a restricted free agent. You get a two-year extension. You took a big uh, step forward this year. Uh, but uh, just your just your thoughts on staying aboard and, uh, and trying to continue to grow and develop as a player. Yeah, for sure. Uh, just super excited to be back hoping to take another step and just try to be a piece for the organization. Can you look to what's occurred here over the last couple of years? I guess more specifically, just in the last calendar year with Vincent DeHarnay and Michael Kesselring, uh, you know, two rangy right shot D, different type of players, but both getting an opportunity to work their way up to the NHL. Guys that you've played with for each of the last couple of seasons. Yeah. Uh, two great players, two great people too. Um, Honestly, I had the privilege to play with them in Bakersfield, and they're great teammates. And I saw them take a great step playing the NHL and looking to kind of follow in their footsteps and hopefully crack the lineup. When you're in your position, are you looking at who Edmonton's got slotted in on the right side at the NHL? I mean, uh, Bouchard, uh, who had a wonderful uh, close to the year, you know, I think he's still leading all NHL uh, defensemen in points right now in the playoffs. And then Dayarnay playing the final, you know, he played 36 of the final 40 games there. Cody Cece as well. Um, but you're 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 not just signing to be in Bakersfield. You're you're signing to get to the National Hockey League. How much do you sort of evaluate how that path works for you, and maybe who's, and not so much in the way, but what you have to do to, to you know, to put yourself in the mix there? Yeah, um, I mean they got a lot of horses up and down the lineup, Bob. Uh, it seems like they're just kind of looking for the right role players to complement those horses, and I'm just trying to be a part of that role group. I think. Where do you think you've developed the most since leaving Yale and coming to the American Hockey League and uh, Phil and playing uh, for Bakersfield? Yeah, uh, I mean, we've had great coaches down there, um, and they just kind of preach being efficient on breakouts, closing gaps, tight gaps, finishing plays, ending cycles, being reliable, uh, and just being kind of a team-friendly guy. You spent three years at Yale. Did you ultimately end up getting your degree? I did, yeah. yeah. What was? What does a guy get a degree from Yale in? I was a history major. See, I, I, was actually, t- I was there for four. They uh, ended up canceling the fourth season. Right. Yeah, and I was going to say, you know, I went to the University of Alberta for about seven years. Most guys that spend that long in uh, university are known as doctor. Uh, I was failed <laughs> f- failed art student, so didn't quite happen for me. I wasn't the most disciplined student. He must have gone. It's like, I mean, we're talking at Ivy League school. Um, Guy Godowski was my center. Um with the Southside Athletic Club at Edmonton, he ended up coaching at Princeton. 
<laughs> he couldn't get into Princeton as a student, I can tell you that. But he got he played in Colorado <laughs> College. But is there? I mean, how good were your time management skills when you were playing? Because I think you were ultimately the captain at Yale last year. You were there. I mean, you, you must have really been able to have it together to to play hockey and compete at an academic institution of the uh, quality of Yale. Uh, I mean, you're surrounded by great people too, and it's kind of everyone's kind of grinding. Um, but it was an awesome path for me, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, it helped me a lot with my time management skills, but I, I had a great time being there, and I, I really loved uh, my time at Yale. I mean, are, do you have guys that you've gone to school with that are, you know, <laughs> they're already out in the workforce, they're not playing hockey, and you know, maybe they're making, you know, or maybe they've invested in, in some businesses that have taken off. Has that occurred to like any of guys that you were buddies with growing up? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of super impressive people that I, I was lucky to cross paths with there. Uh, and it's kind of cool just following what they're doing, what they're up to, and obviously up to some super interesting things. Phil, you grew up in Connecticut. Who was your favorite player growing up as a kid? Uh, I was a Dan Girardi fan. <laughs> Come on, really? Yeah, he was, he was my favorite player growing up. <laughs> wow. Is that who you pat? Like, I, I mean, I, you, know, you know, like that that's that's crazy because he obviously was a very good defenseman for the Rangers for a number of years. And he was subtle, wasn't he? Like, you wouldn't say he was elite offensively. He wasn't a killer in terms of how he defended, but he could defend. Is there a lesson a bit in how Girardi made it to the NHL and etched out a path for himself and maybe how you can get there? Totally. Uh, and honestly, I mean, I, I kind of see a bit of myself in him. I thought he was a great player. He was a great teammate. Um, but he, on all successful teams, I think you need a kind of a guy like Girardi. And I hope I can kind of be that guy. Well, that is uh, that is an interesting one for I know I had the same conversation uh, with Noah Philp about it doesn't happen overnight overnight for everybody. And Noah had a really impressive second half of the year, and uh, we'll yeah. see we'll, we'll see where things go, uh, Philip, with with Noah in the future. But I mean, mm-hmm. it does. It, can you maybe speak to just how things went for you guys down in the because uh, you had a tough start to the year. And you're a lot better yeah. in the second half. How much of that was, you know, Calvin Pickard getting healthy in goal? And how much of that was, you know, getting a surge from, you know, uh, guys like Lavoie and Philip as the season went on? Yeah, uh, I mean, there was a huge surge. It seemed like in the second half, a lot of those guys took steps. Philip, Lavoie, um, a lot of the young guys. And when you got a guy like Pickard back there, it's he kind of gives you a chance to win every night. So we, we missed him dearly when he was hurt. But, um it was great having them back and just seeing those guys take steps up front and they're real good players. So it's, it'll be fun to follow them in the future. By the way, Girardi uh, played two full seasons uh, in the minors before getting an opportunity with the New York Rangers was a sort of a seventh defenseman for New York back in 06, 07, and then spent, you know, the better part of the next eight or nine years with New York uh, in their top four. So that's interesting. You've had some – it's interesting because, I, you know, when I think of you in the the rookie tournaments and early in uh, maybe in a couple of preseason games, like it, it was noticeable, especially a couple of years ago, the one we played in Edmonton, I think we, we had limited fans back because of the pandemic. I just I'm wondering how wild it has been for everybody. Given you know you talked about not playing hockey for an entire year and then getting back and we had just the Pacific uh, Division Championship the one year and then boom now you played the last couple of years and does it feel like hockey's kind of back to to normal, Phil? It definitely does. Uh, and there's a lot of great buildings in the Pacific Conference for the HL, so it's it's great playing in those buildings uh, and obviously playing in Bakersfield. 
with the pandemic and limited fans and stuff, it was really cool this past year getting a full billing again and, and seeing the people of Bakersfield support us. Uh, it's a different division, too, because it's the toughest division in the American Hockey League. Calgary, I went down to the two games, as you know, in uh, Calgary during okay. the All-Star break. Uh, that's a team that uh, is built and has, I guess, the politically uh, correct euphemism was that they had some highly competitive players. Uh, the old <laughs> the old school <laughs> description would be they had some meat in their lineup. Uh, and that exactly. I, I guess that's part of it too, right, is you've got to be able to – I know you, you, you took a couple uh, heavy hits from behind over the last couple of years. Have you, is that just part of, you know, sort of trying to graduate on the National Hockey League – playing through that sort of stuff i think that's kind of part of it um and that's a big part in the nhl you know it's everybody's grinding for a reason everyone wants to take that next step and it's a really competitive environment um and that's why the games are so physical have you already started training again for next season i have yeah yeah awesome stuff phil hey we appreciate your time best of luck and i can 100 percent say i'm uh looking forward to seeing you on the plane in preseason okay Thanks, Bob. Have a great one. You bet, because you will be playing <laughs> when, you're, when you're a guy. Uh, the way uh, you know the way the schedule works for uh, if you're a guy that's a good American hockey league, his hero is Dan Girardi. Wow, that is uh, that's crazy stuff, Brendan. If you could deselect Phil, I'd be or you just talking to him, that'd be awesome. Uh, it's funny because it didn't happen overnight for Girardi. Did that did that catch you? That caught me a bit off guard when he said his favorite player growing up was Dan Girardi. That's awesome. That's like the fiber of a team, as he sort of went on to describe. He's a glue guy, right? That that's wicked. Like he's somebody who loves the game of hockey. And he went to Yale, so like he's he's a sharp dude. Uh, you know, we don't talk. We knew Dayarnay was coming. Do you take a look at the numbers that Kemp had this year down in the American League? He had a pretty good – he quietly had a very effective season. Uh, he's on a two-year deal. The two-year escalator at the American Hockey League level increases quite a bit. I am of the volition that the Oilers probably need to sign a number 7 defenseman and let Broberg and Niemelainen play the majority of the time down in the minors. Um they got to sign – I think they got to sign a couple righties, uh, a righty for the NHL and uh, are ready for the American League. But if it's funny. If you talk to the people around Bakersfield, they're like, don't write this guy off for finding a way to get to the NHL. And again, he put up relatively... I mean, think about what... When I went down there, Brendan, two years ago, so I was there in early March of 2022 because, of course, I got COVID in Chicago because they were testing... Remember when we used to test all the time? And the players with the Oilers made fun of me because, like, Cam Moon and me were the last two guys on the traveling entourage to test positive for COVID. Which just shows you when you're the beacon of health like I am in my 50s. Uh, anyways, you know what I'm saying. I went down to Bakersfield. They had Dayarnay in the first pairing, Kesselring in the second pairing, Kemp in the third pairing. Kesselring was like a wild Mustang on the ice, racing up and down the ice. DRNA was unbelievably solid and went like plus 34. He led the American Hockey League in plus minus. Well, this season, DRNA came up and Kemp took on greater ownership and leadership. Uh, the Oilers traded Kessel Ring to Arizona as part of the Bukestead trade. And 
Kemp finished with six goals, 21 points, and 71 games, went plus 12, and got virtually no power play time. And the team wasn't an overly high-scoring team, but he had a pretty solid year. There's an outside, it's a seventh-round draft choice. Signs for a couple more years here. It's going to be interesting. He's not a small player. He's six foot three and 215 pounds now. Never say never on a guy. No, certainly. And there's already a track record of, like, you got to believe in an organization's ability to develop or develop a certain position. And because we've seen this team churning out guys like Bouchard and Dehernay and, and Broberg is stepping into a bigger role in the NHL. What would you do with Broberg? Would you would you go 7-D next year at the start, 11-7 and seven if you're Edmonton? Or would you go 12-6 and six and Broberg plays like 22, 23 minutes a game down in the American? Because this is the last year you can say him up and down without him having to clear. I think. Well, that's over the last couple of years. I don't. I don't really know what he is at this point. So I'd, I'd like to see him down there, really establishing himself. Are you a shutdown guy? Are you the guy that plays twenty five a game? You know what situations are you best in? I think he maybe needs to reestablish a little bit of that, and then you know make a decision from there. And it's nice now that you have a guy like Dayharney who can fill that role for the meantime. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Speaking of Ashley Fine Floors, get the new floors you always wanted. Ashley Fine Floors, one hundred forty third Street, one hundred eleventh Avenue. Open Monday to Saturday. You tell us what the Oilers should do with Brobrick. Like if you come back, and we had this conversation, if you come back with Ekholm and Bouchard, Nurse and Cece, and Nurse and Cece have to commit themselves to being a defensive shutdown pairing, and then. Because some would say, well, they should put Nurse with Deharnay if they're going to have a shutdown pairing. But I would say Kulak, like Kulak was really good as a third pairing guy in the playoffs. Go for it. What do you do? What if I phone Danny Breer and I say, Danny, I'd like Travis Konechny if you can retain a little bit of money on this contract. And and Danny Breer says we need a first round pick times two plus something. Okay. And and what if what if Broberg ends up being a piece that you could move in that sort of scenario? something else to consider anyway because again I say I don't really know what you've got with this prospect save for the fact that he was drafted so high and maybe that means something more to an organization like Philadelphia at their stage right now than it does to Edmonton who could be picking up uh, you know just as an example there well you know I love connect you know I love connecting sure and he really rebounded in the right way last year see I could see something like that happening close to the deadline because I think we're going to see a significant jump in the cap in the summer of 2024. What I would, to me, it's not out of, who's the right wing that I've mentioned over and over again with the connection to Connor uh, McDavid? Connor Brown. Connor Brown. And I believe if I was Jeff Jackson representing Connor Brown, I would cut the sweetheart of all time sweetheart deals with the Edmonton Oilers because I know there's one place where guys put up numbers in the top six. And that's Edmonton. You think it was an accident that Evander Kane signed here? You think it was an accident that Zach Hyman signed here? I mean, Zach Hyman, back-to-back years, has had career years. Okay? Evander Kane scored 35 goals and 58 points. Now, I think we both assume that the Oilers probably can't afford Yamamoto at $3 bucks. Well, there's the other way you could do it. That is the other way you do it. I mean, but then you're... So you're saying, what about Broberg at a number one? And something going to Philly, and you get back Konechny? Yeah. 
and and they retain some money on connecting. See, I don't see them retaining money. That's the issue. Because he's like a five and a half cap hit, isn't he, Connecty? Uh, I believe he's in that range. Yeah, yeah. Five and a half or six, anyway. We'll, we'll, ch- we'll check the next. I think sure. he's under contract for three more years at five uh, at five and a half. But that gives Philadelphia for one guy that would give them three former firsts. If you just spitballing, you go Yamamoto, Broberg, and, and a number one, and a one. Hmm. Hmm. It's a top eight pick. That's the number one in Broberg's case. You know the thing about Holloway and Broberg. Do you have any belief whatsoever that either guy's going to put up high-end offensive numbers? No, not necessarily. I think Holloway's going to be a, a great four-checking piece and maybe a good Good, good third-line player? Sure. Yeah. That might work to your advantage when you're trying to fill out a roster. If you, Like, I'm looking at Broberg, and I'm saying he's – I don't see – like, I could see him being a top-four defenseman in two years from now, but I don't see him being – Bouchard's going to be the guy on the power play. And then Nurse would be the number two power play guy here. Logic would dictate, right? So where would Broberg? He's never because if you're not playing, if you're like Nurse is even strength scoring. If you look at his five v five scoring the last three seasons, it's pretty good. Now people say, well, that's because he's played with McDavid lots. Yeah, it's still pretty good. Uh, we'll look up the the price point on Connecty. Interesting conversation with Philip Kemp. It's one twenty three in Edmonton. You're listening to Oilers now. Welcome back, everybody. Guests and orders now receive gift cards to Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite Tepanayaki steak restaurant. Book your celebration for the census at jvedmonton.ca 3975 Calgary Trail. Brand new Japanese Village location. Don and his staff will take care of you. All right, Brendan, did uh, we look up the number on Konechny? Yeah, he's got a $5.5 million cap hit for two more seasons. Mm. So a little bit of term, but not... Yeah, that drops how much I'd be willing to give up to get him, to be frank with you, right? Like, I, he's not a rental, but he's not a guy with three years of term left. Actually, a three and a half years worth of term left, like the Oilers got with Ekholm. I've always liked connecting. I mean, I went in and saw him play uh, in Ottawa a number of years ago with AJ Jakubic. Actually, I'm surprised Ottawa didn't win the uh, OHL championship this year, and they ended up losing to Peterborough. And uh, to me, they had way more skill. And they would have. Peterborough's really struggled at the Memorial Cup. Speaking of the Memorial Cup, uh, at the Memorial Cup coming up today at 1:35 is James Myrtle from The Athletic. Uncle Milt from Brent Ridge Ford says, Advertising with Oilers Now works. They delivered their new 2022 truck Thursday. They are still in need of quality used vehicles. Uh, their last new 2022 truck on Thursday. They need uh, quality used vehicles, and they're prepared to pay top dollar for trade-ins or on outright purchases. Remember, there's a reason Brent Ridge Ford is a 12-time President's Award winner for customer satisfaction. If you want to be treated fairly with every aspect of your vehicle purchase and ownership, uh, call the gang at Brent Ridge Ford, 780-352-6048. Guess who uh, locked his family out of his house last night? <laughs> really? Yeah, we had a minor issue. We hadn't updated the battery on the garage door. Oh, uh, did you call Abe? I did not. Well, they they came and fixed it for us, but guess who called Uncle Melt to access my truck because my truck door was closed. I didn't have any keys on me. Oh, that's so I, <laughs> I So I had to reach Uncle Melt at like 10 o'clock at night. He was just getting started on the evening. So Talk about the service after the sale. That's that service. service I go, hey, uh, Milt, can you uh, work out that Ford Pass to open up my truck for me so I can hit the automatic garage door starter to get into my house? Oh, I tell you, Hudson was just giving it to me. You're not as smart as you think you are, Dad. I'm like, you're right, Hudson, I'm not. 
So uh, there you go. Because my other options were break into the house, not happen. Of course, we had every door, like, you know, the sliding door, we got that's locked. We got the front door locked. Uh, no set of keys and the garage door uh, yeah so uh, we I went out and got a new battery for the garage door today to get that going and uh, we'll be tra- we'll be taking the keys with us from now on when we go on our nightly walks each night to the park to, to get Anakin uh, out there but yes Uncle Milt came through there you go. Useless, superfluous information about the Stauffer household. There you have it. Off to a global news weather traffic update. Randy Kelburn back with James Myrtle. He's in Kamloops at the Memorial Cup.